Yes, it's time for the World Journeys Podcast, Series 2 Finale. Hi, yes, Andrew Boland here, back at the helm of the podcast. It is the season finale for Series 2 of the uh, World Journeys Podcast, uh, Episode 10 of this series. Um, hoping to be back a bit later in the year with um, somewhere between 7 and 10 more episodes, which will comprise Series 3. Um, but it's time for me to take a bit of a break now. Uh, but firstly, of course, we have today's podcast. And today's podcast is a bit of a special podcast because we have gone behind the scenes uh, at the travel the Melbourne Flight Centre Travel Expo, which was on the 7th of February uh, this year. And I've grabbed a number of interviews with uh, different people uh, around the place to, uh, you know, let the listeners know a little bit about their products, etc, etc, etc. So, uh, first of all, I will be having a quick word with uh, my travel agent who was at the um, expo, but not on the day I was there, to just give a little intro, uh, brief overview of uh, what the thing's about. Um, And then I've got four interviews from different people at the actual expo itself. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, Don't forget to keep reading the blog. And of course... May the podcast begin. I'm here at the end of the day here at Bentley Flight Centre, um, but I am here with a uh, world famous rep from Flight Centre, Callum Van Den Enden. Oh, he's nodded. I've got his name correct without even looking. Um, so anyway, uh, but I thought this would be a good way to start the podcast. So, um, uh, I'd like to ask Callum firstly, uh, what is the deal with, uh, what is what is the, the Travel Expo basically? Our Travel Expo is put on by the Flight Centre Travel Group, uh, where we invite all the suppliers, uh, whether it be airlines, cruise, uh, cruise wholesalers or tour companies, um, as well as insurance providers to the Melbourne Exhibition Centre um, and offer some really, really good discounts on travel all across the world. Uh, so how many suppliers or service providers or etc etc actually uh came to the uh, travel expo this year well i'd say there would have been about 40 tour providers probably 20 airlines Um, there were a few countries that had stands that were represented there so tell us callum what is the best deal you've seen at this year's travel expo do you think uh Flights and a 14-night tour of Ethiopia for three and a half grand. Wow! And who was who was providing that? That was Bench, who are really good. They're, they've been in Africa for I think 25 years. They're really, really um, high standard. And just to remind listeners that the Travel Expo has finished and you can't get that special now. Correct, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, tell me, as a flight uh, uh, travel agent, have you? Uh, What's the best place you've been? Oh, that's so difficult. I've been to 12 countries, including Australia. Um, 13 if you count Tasmania. And I would have to say my favourite city would be Budapest in Hungary. It was amazing. Yeah, uh, it was really cool to see the mix of, you know, Eastern Europe with 
a whole, whole heap of Soviet architecture thrown in there. Really, really loved just walking through it and really good nightlife as well. But in terms of the country, I'd have to say Myanmar, Burma. I went there about two months ago uh, for 10 days and really opened my eyes in a lot of ways. A lot of things we take for granted, like democracy, which I wouldn't have thought about <laughs> before that trip, for sure. Hey? Slowly but sure, it's getting better. <laughs> yeah. Better. Yeah. So tell me, uh, yesterday you actually worked at the, f- at the expo. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Pretty full on. When there's 500 flight centre crews about, student flights agents, um, trying to compete with each other, uh, amongst 14,000 people that walk through the door. It's pretty full on. I got very sick of the sound of my own voice and I was quite happy to crack a beer at the end of the day. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Callum. Um, now we'll go to uh, the some of the interviews I conducted whilst I was actually at Travel Expo. Thanks a lot, Callum. No worries, mate. Thank you. Many thanks to Callum for that short interview. Uh, first up, uh, off the blocks, we have Natalie from Kentucky Tours. And um, she uh, did a brief, about three or four minute interview with me. Uh, she had to rush off before I could um, wrap the interview up, unfortunately, because she had to go and give a talk. But uh, it was very kind of Natalie to uh, give us her time. So uh, let's start with uh, Natalie from Kentucky Tours. I'm here outside the Kentucky booth now, uh, and I have Natalie with me. Um, so, uh, hello, Natalie. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Um, so, Natalie, uh, tell us how long have you worked for Kentucky? Oh my gosh, I've only been here six months, um, but it's an awesome experience. Great company. Been around since 1962. So, with the original um, bus trips around Europe. What's hot right now? Sure, tell us what's hot right now. That sounds a good that's a good question. I was coming to that. Okay, cool. So what's hot right now? Obviously Europe is going off the charts. Everybody wants to go over there. Eastern Europe is amazing at the moment. Everybody wants to check out Game of Thrones, hit Dubrovnik, sail around Croatia, do a bit of Greek island hopping. And America and Latin America is obviously going crazy at the moment with the Olympics coming up. People want to do the Inca Trail. So some fantastic experiences out there. No worries. Um, so have you had a chance to, to take any of the tours yourself? I'm going on an Asia one in two weeks time, uh, which I'm doing the big Asian adventure. And I'm also off to do the London to Athens trip in May. Wow. So what what would you say is the most popular tour um, the Kentucky offers? So our most popular trips are our Europe ones, ones that hit lots of destinations, ones that take you on a whirlwind trip of Europe, but give you some real special experiences. So whether you want to stay in a 16th century chateau, or if you want to go to Japan and do some sushi making, we cover it all and yeah, lots of experiences. Fantastic. So um, tell us exactly what sort of people and what sort, like what kind of trips uh, Kentucky offer? Okay, so we aim it on 18 to 35, so we have eight ways to travel. So whether you want to take it easy and just cover one area or you want to see lots of different places, we have eight different ways people can travel. Whether you want to get up at 10 o'clock or you want to get up early and go to the sites, we've got everything. 10 o'clock is early, isn't it? Oh, well, I don't know. Not that early if you're off travelling. You want to be out seeing stuff, not in bed. Yeah, so Kentucky does have the, um, the reputation, um, I guess, for really suiting sort of adventurous uh, young travellers that, that, that want to have a lot of fun. Is there, is there a lot of um, sort of partying on a Kentucky tour? Because I almost took a Kentucky tour on my first trip, but, but in the end I did it independently. So what can people expect uh, like on a Kentucky tour through Europe? 
Um, people can expect whatever they want from a trip traveling around Europe. We cater for people that want to go and have fun and they might want to live it up at night and then see all the sights during the day. We also cater for people that want to go learn how to make pasta or do some wonderful foodie experiences. We have a whole mix of different trips. And um, so what sort of range, I guess there's a range of accommodation options available too if you take a Kentucky tour? Yeah, absolutely. We've got some amazing hotels that are pretty centrally located. We also do some hostel accommodation as well for the bit more budget conscious. We also do our um, epic camping trips, which is where we started. And obviously you can go stay on an awesome boat in the middle of the Mediterranean. So lots of different ways to stay. As I said, Natalie was quickly called away there um, because there was a talk going on. So that was all the time she had for us. Uh, but next, I ventured over to uh, perhaps somewhere that's a bit, uh, a bit more upmarket than... Uh, most of my travel experiences to the Rocky Mountaineer booth and I spoke to Julie there about this uh, amazing train journey which I would love to do because anyone that reads the blog will know how much I love train journeys um you know from Seattle basically up to Calgary Banff in Canada so next we have Julie here we are at Travel Expo. Uh, now I'm about to talk with uh, Julie from uh, Rocky Mountaineers. So um, I'll ask Julie to introduce herself and to tell us a little bit about uh, the company and what they offer. Yeah, sure. So hi, I'm Julie Golding from Rocky Mountaineer. Um, we are the luxury train that travels from, you can either start in Seattle, we've started to run down to Seattle now. Vancouver's mainly our, our most popular departure point and it heads into the Canadian Rockies in Jasper, Lake Louise, Banff and your exit point is Calgary. Our um, beautiful train travels during the day so we don't actually sleep on board the Rocky Mountaineer and we're a two day all daylight train journey. Wow, I'm just looking at the um, the displays here and it just looks like an absolutely beautiful journey. So uh, would you like to just tell us about some of the highlights of, of the journey? That'd be great. Yeah, sure. So I've been lucky enough to do all of our journeys. We have four different rail journeys. Each one of them has their own special feature or I like to say, you know, their unique, um, unique special way of travelling. So, and with the four journeys that we have, the spectacular scenery. Pictures don't do it justice, you know, you really have to go and see it for yourself. We travel between April and October and that's when Canada's waking up and all the beautiful colours are starting to come out. So it just depends on what time of year you want to go as well. Um, we don't travel in the winter but um, we do start in April so there's still a lot of snow around in April and then as um, you know the, the colours you're seeing, you're seeing this banner here with all the beautiful spectacular greenery and a bit of the trees are a little bit yellow, that's in our fall season. Um, and then in the middle of summer, you know, you've got all those beautiful aqua lakes and things like that and all your accommodations included once you get into the Rockies. And you also, um, we have the Alaskan cruise packages as well because 70% of Australians will do an Alaskan cruise. You're going to go all that way and all of our departures tie in well with the Alaskan cruise. So tell us a bit about the actual train experience, like the, the interior and, and uh, the services provided um, during the, uh, the trips. Yeah, sure. So there's two classes of service on our train. 
the lead in is Silverleaf. So we've been running Silverleaf for over two years now. We used to have a red leaf service, but we've dropped that out because it's all about the domes. It's about seeing Canada through the dome. So Silverleaf is a single level dome coach and we serve luxury breakfast and dinner on the train, oh, sorry, breakfast and lunch on the train. So our chefs cook Western Canadian cuisine, fresh Western Canadian cuisine. So in between the carriages, you'll have, um, there's the service cars where the chefs are cooking on the train and the food that you have says uh, the Canadian salmon, um, Alberta beef, so all to that region. So in Silverleaf it's served to your seat, breakfast and lunch, and the chefs will um, dish out as much as you like. So it's a beautiful, you know, I call it the two kilo train trip because <laughs> in two days you're just eating food, eating food. So it's amazing. From 10am in Silverleaf you can have complimentary beer, wine or soft drink and um, that's all included. And so travelling through the day there's the commentary and then Goldleaf which is the glass dome, bi-level dome carriage, that's our most popular carriage and you can see it, you're looking at it now. So up, up above you've got the glass ceiling, down below you have the restaurant and then out the back is a big viewing car. So tell us Julie, how, how popular are these trips? Do they sell out generally? Yes, they do, yeah. So for our uh, journeys, we actually launch our brochures around May. So 2017 will be launched in May this year. Um, already, you know, we have a big tour companies using our train as well. So it's better to get in early if you are a single independent traveller where you don't want to do a big coach tour. Um, we do have the fantastic companies like APT Scenic, Globus, Trafalgar using our two-day rail. Um, we do um, offer self-drive packages. So if you've, you're not wanting that escorted travel, you've, we've got self-drive. Driving. Um, those packages tend to be really popular with the 45 plus market just wanting to drive. So how does that work? They, they drive the train? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I drive the train. <laughs> no, they, drive, they actually get to Jasper, pick up an Avis car which is included in the package and drive down the Icefields Parkway which is one of the top 10 drives in the world. So it's a beautiful scenery. So that kind of thing is for more independent travellers. We do have packages where a coach driver will pick you up um, and you know you'll be on a coach and drive down the Rockies they'll do the commentary but they don't actually it's not one of those follow my flower around and like a massive tour group so you get a lot of free time wow well it, it looks absolutely stunning um, would you be able to give us a sort of like maybe just uh, a couple of ideas about different packages like just general sort of bullbark costs so the two-day rail itself in Goldleaf, this is an idea of how luxurious the train is, it's around $2,600 just for two days on the train. That includes your accommodation in Kamloops. Our core packages, so one up to Jasper. Yeah, so a core tour is around eight days. In Goldleaf, it's around $8,200 per person. That includes all your beautiful Fairmonts, the five-star Fairmont hotels, your escorted coach touring, and also Goldleaf on the train. Um, obviously, I said you can add on in the Alaskan cruise, so that'll take it up to around about 11,000. And that's Godleaf is the, the top class, top yeah? Top class, yeah, so five star. And obviously, if you've seen pictures of the Fairmont properties, you know, the Fairmont Chateau Lake Louise, the Fairmont Banff Springs, they're like big castles in the Rockies. So very luxurious. Wow, it sounds like a dream. Thanks a lot, Julie. Thank you, Thank you for your time. And um, just before I go, maybe you'd like to tell anyone who's listening how they can find any information uh, or, or, or contact uh, Rocky Mountaineers. Yeah, sure. So um, you can, on our brochures, um, our brochures, as I said, they're out now for 2016 rockymountaineer.com to go on, onto our website um, or contact your local travel agent and speak to them. No worries, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Cheers. 
Next, I went to the Tonga booth uh, where I spoke to Mana and she, uh, she told me uh, a little bit about uh, the country of Tonga. So it's a bit of a different sort of interview because she's basically uh, got the whole country on her shoulders. So uh, here's my talk with Mana. I'm here at the Tonga booth now with Mana. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Mana. Thank you, Andrew. So, uh, very excited. I don't know a lot about Tonga. Um, so I thought this would be a great, uh, a great uh, idea, a great person to... Well, gee, I'm good, aren't I? Uh, I thought you'd be a great person to interview so we could find out a little bit about uh, this island nation. Um, so, why don't we start? Tell us, um, I'm looking here at a, a sort of a map of Tonga. Uh, and uh, how many islands make up Tonga? Over 170. So we group them into one, two, three, four, five island groups. And do you see a lot of tourism in Tonga? It is um, growing, so we're, it is a good industry that is growing, helping the economy grow in Tonga. So yeah, tourism is boosting. Okay, so uh, maybe you could just give us quickly a few uh, quick facts about Tonga. Uh, like, uh, what's, the cap what's the capital city of Tonga? Capital is Nukualofa. Correct. <laughs> I can tell because I'm looking at a map of Tonga right now. Um, and uh, what's the population of Tonga? Over 100,000. I could say, safe to say, yeah. That's approximately a thousand per island. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> um, so, so tell us, I'm looking at this map and I'm seeing there's a lot of activities. It looks like Tonga's a great place to go if you want to, you know, get active. So what sort of activities are popular for tourists coming to Tonga? All the soft adventure sports, so sailing is really popular, um, kite surfing, paddle boarding, kayaking. A lot of people love to come and dive in Tonga. There are three famous spots where you can go, Ewa and Vava'u. Uh, sailing is another major one. And um, what is it? Diving. So diving is good, scuba diving. So I'm just looking here at your map and I noticed that whale watching seems to, to be something to do in Tonga. So tell us about that because lots of people love that. Swimming with the whales and watching them, it's seasonal. So they migrate through Tonga from July to late November because the water's so warm. So visitors tend to come during that time, especially August, September, October, because you're guaranteed to get in the water and swim with a mum in a car. So you can actually get in the ocean and swim with the whales? Yes, we're one of the only countries in the South Pacific where you're allowed to. Wow, that is, that is quite unique. So tell us, what, is the, what would you say is the best time of year to, um, to travel to Tonga? Best time of year, all year round. <laughs> What's the weather like there? Tell us about the weather. Okay, so right now our summer is Australia summer. So that is also a hurricane season, wet season. Um, so it is really hot. The temperature is just like Australia, but what the difference is, is the humidity. So that's about 100%. So some visitors love that. Uh, the locals are used to it and some get to the visitors. So they always like to book an accommodation with aircon. Um, during winter, less humidity and more of a light, cool breeze coming through, but the water is still really warm. So you can swim all year round? Oh yeah. Yes, you can. And the sun's out all the time. Yeah. You get a lot of rain? Uh, during the wet season here and there, yeah. But not like Fiji where it rains, it's unpredictable, it rains all the time. But Tonga, not so much, yeah. And how about transport around the islands? 
Uh, transport, you can hire rentals, hire scooters. Public transport's really fun. Pe visitors love to do that because you interact with the locals. Um, and that's the cheapest way to get around. It's about 20 cents. Uh, and you can also do a tour, hire a bus. Yep, it's really easy. And what about between islands? Between islands, you have two options. You have the real Tonga domestic airline and you have the ferry. So easy to get around. I see. So um, I see the main, we've got the main two islands appear to be Tongatapu and Vavau yes. group. The Vavau group. So sort of how long between the two islands is that? So from Tongatapu to Vavau, it's about an hour and a bit to fly. If you go by ferry, it does take about 24 hours because, only because you're stopping at other islands along the way. And what do you reckon is the best island? The best island would be Ha'apai Group because it's so untouched, not many people know about it and you get away from everything. It's just completely beautiful. Thank you for letting us know a little bit about Tonga today, Mana. Um, could you just finish off by letting anyone who's listening know how they can find out a bit more about Tonga, direct them to, I don't know, Twitter or website? Sure. To find out more about Tonga, you can go on tongaholiday.com or you can find us on Facebook, Facebook slash Tonga. That's our Facebook page, Kingdom of Tonga. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Finally, I went over to Indiwoo Tours where I spoke to Renee um, a little bit about uh, what they offer and the history of the company. So, um, this, that's the final one. Uh, here I am again. I'm still at the Travel Expo. Um, I'll ask my next guest to introduce herself because um, I was lazy and didn't ask her name before. So, uh, here we go. Hello, Andy. My name's Renee and I work for Wendywoo Tours. Now, I've... Um, I've been to the Travel Expo many times in my life and I've always seen Wendy, Wendy Woo Tours booths. I've always wondered, um, you know, uh, what do you offer? What, what, what tours are you uh, offering? Well, Wendy Wu or Wendy Wu Tours are Asian specialists. We do a range of tours going from a classic, fully inclusive range right into a discovery soft adventure range to a private arrangements right to the outer east um, of China. Looking to the future today, what do you think the next big destination in Asia will be and why? I have definitely seen a massive increase in the interest in Japan. Um, Japan has so much to offer, um, like Vietnam, from the culture, tradition, tradition um, and sightseeing. But so many more people are feeling confident going back to Japan. And even that whole southeast region, Taiwan, South Korea, um, has a lot to offer. And it's, it's been left, um, left alone for a while, but I definitely see the growth coming back. Have you personally ever been on one of the tours? I have. I've been lucky enough to travel to many of our destinations on many of our tours and I know I'm biased when I say this, but they are fantastic. So, tell us a little bit about Wendy Wu Tours. Thanks, Renee. Uh, Wendy Wu Tours organises fully escorted uh, group tours into Asia, China being our major destination, Vietnam, India and all the other countries surrounding it. Uh, we do fantastic options, as I said, from fully inclusive to discovery, soft adventure, right into the independent options, right into the outer skirts of Asia itself. No worries. And could you just tell us a little bit about the company? Yeah, sure. Uh, Wendy Wu Tours has been around for, for quite some years. It started as a little business in Sydney um, and has grown over the last 20 years to be uh, one of the major players within uh, the industry itself. Obviously, Wendy Wu Tours um, goes a lot of destinations in Asia. Um, what, what countries do you cover? 
Uh, we cover pretty much everywhere Asia is. So right from the Maldives, uh, Sri Lanka, India, China, Mongolia, Japan, Taiwan, the, the list is endless really. Um, we probably don't do the Bali's and Thailands. We've got a group tour that does it, but not um, the normal Thailand people uh, that, would, that would go on tour. No worries. And um, right right now, uh, what would you say is the most popular destination that you're, you're uh, servicing? Vietnam. Vietnam is hot right now. I went to Vietnam a couple of years ago. I absolutely loved it. Um, what is it about Vietnam that's, that's made it such a hot destination, do you think? Um, I think it's electric. I think there's just so much to offer for everybody from culture to tradition to sightseeing to shopping to night experiences. Everything is in Vietnam and people love it. And what about the future? What do you think is going to be the next? I'm going to ask you what. And um, what was the favourite tour that you took and why? Oh, there's so many. Um, I would say the favourite tour I did was the Myanmar Explorer, uh, also known as Burma. Uh, it was as it just opened up to Western society, so it was untouched, still very much untouched, um, and just had so much to offer. The people were fantastic, the sights were amazing, the food was just delicious. I just, I really love that place. What is it about Wendy Wu Tours that, that makes them special? What's unique about Wendy Wu Tours? I just think the ethos of the company is putting the client first, ensuring that their happiness and their enjoyment of a destination is paramount. And that goes from um, goes from us at Expos, through our reservations teams, to the guys on ground in country. The guides do an amazing job to really deliver um, that customer satisfaction. Fantastic. Thanks for being on the podcast, Renee. Um, if you could sign off by just letting people know how they can find out any information or contact uh, for Wendy Wu Tours, that'd be fantastic. Sure. Uh, we use the wonderful travel agents around Australia to sell our product. We also have a very extensive website where you can get all your information at wendywootours.com.au. No worries. Thank you very much, Renee. Thank you. And there you go. Thank you so much for joining me over the last 10, 11 weeks uh, and listening to the episodes uh, for this season of the podcast. Um, the podcast will be back later in the year. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when just yet, maybe August-ish. Uh, and I'll have a whole bunch of new interviews uh, and hopefully I'm planning on doing uh, one or two panel episodes as well. And I think that should be highly entertaining. Well, maybe entertaining, well, somewhat entertaining. Well, okay. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to stop shooting myself in the foot there. And I'm going to say goodbye. Don't forget, it's at WorldJourney75 on Twitter. Andysworldjourneys.com is the blog. Andysworldjourneys on Facebook. Thank you so much this season for listening. And please do come back when the podcast returns later in the year. Um, don't forget to read the blog. Take care, and as always, may the journey never end.